And so I really wanted to choose a challenge that I would be forced to literally look at myself in the mirror. I wanted something that would really put the rest, this thing that I'm so insecure about. Hey, what's up, friends? I'm Vince Del Monte, father, husband, and the OG of online fitness marketing. For more than a decade, I've been committed to helping skinny guys pack on muscle. And after building multiple seven-figure online fitness businesses, I've achieved freedom and financial security through mentorship, hard work, and my passion for fitness. And I want to help you do the same. Recently, I've built the best mastermind coaching program that exists for fitness professionals by giving you the shortest no BS path to grow to six, seven, and even eight figures regardless of your starting level. My coaching was designed to give you the skills, systems, and support to become an industry mover and shaker and build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, welcome back to the Vince Del Monte podcast. And we are back with middle bro, Adrian, coming off hot, sizzling hot off his first photo shoot. Man, that burger must have tasted good yesterday, eh, buddy? It was actually it was actually two burgers. Ryan, uh, Coach Ryan Family, who is just a master of things, told me two hours before the shoot, I was supposed to eat a burger and fries to bring... To suck the last bit of water out of my system or some science that only Ryan is a master. You know this, Vince. <laughs> but there's so many different ways of doing things. He gave you a great protocol and uh the pictures uh prove that. So um listen, we're back. I'm in Utah, Adrian's in Toronto, and we've got a topic today on how to change your life by doing one hard thing. And this is tying into the uh, reopening of Bedrock. And we're kicking it off with a 16-week challenge for anybody ready to build their best body, rebuild a better body, or uh, just get back into the best shape of their life while conquering the day and getting control of habits that are going to create chaos or give you control. So uh, Adrian, let's uh, talk about the main idea that we really wanted to bring to the table here. We've got one thing we really want to hammer home and it's all about this uh, concept of the hard thing, the one hard thing. Well, I think what's interesting is the thing that you're training for is not actually the thing you're training for. The thing you're actually training for is to achieve some kind of mental mastery. Right. So whether you choose to do a 5K or, you know, a while back, what you chose that half marathon, um, whatever your whatever vehicle you train with. So for me, it was a photo shoot for you. It was a half marathon for some of the other guys in the group. It was a 5K or it was uh, increasing a bench press. That's just the vehicle to make you mentally strong. And I actually the photo shoot itself, like the training was super enjoyable. Right. We had good lifts. Like those were good pro. We had a good program. I was running. I was loving the training. The hard part that really challenged me was the nutrition. Like that's man, you've done shoots before, man. What what what, what were your challenges when you've done shoots with these nutrition strategies? It, it's um the weekends. Yeah. The weekends are tough. Uh you know, the last time I was super ripped was 2017, 2018 when I was doing the reboot. Uh, a number of times, but though that was a 30 day sprint. Um, here you had a good extent of time. I remember looking at your plan and I was going to give it a shot for a week. And I'm like, no, nah, what am I thinking? It's uh, an all in commitment. It's just you're either in or you're out. It's just one of those things you have to flip the switch to the permanent on position. And you know, when you get started, 
there, it feels like you're sacrificing things are being removed from your life. But as you dig into the process, you start to see that nothing's being taken from you. You're just being given more and more muscle definition, more and more confidence, more and more leanness. You, you start to even gain uh, second wins in your workouts of you, as you've noticed, you just start to gain this whole new perspective on life. So when you get through that just initial few weeks where your brain all of a sudden recognizes that you're in a serious caloric deficit and starts to send hunger signals to the brain to say, hey, what are you doing? Stop giving up all this fat. We like this fat. Once you get through that and you start to recognize that hunger is a signal that your body is releasing fat, that tolerable hunger, you kind of just, all right, this is it. Here we are. And you kind of settle in. But the weekends were always the toughest for me. Trips probably because trips are associated with me kind of escaping and wanting to, you know, experience new restaurants and just kind of let in the brakes off, if you will. But when you're in contest prep mode, photo shoot mode, it's a hundred percent all on. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't make excuses and everything you just described is an excuse. Okay. So you traveled. So what, like when you're in a hotel, is someone force feeding you um, apple fritters? Like you, you still make choices Actually, I found when we were in Houston, that was the easiest time because if I was going to break on my nutrition, I would have had to leave the hotel room, go down 14 flights, purchase. I actually found it like I smoked out a lot of reasons. Here's a standard one. I'm in the house. The kids food is here. So, you know, it's here. It's harder. Or like we're going to a. uh, it was my my mother-in-law's 70th birthday. It was dad's 70th birthday. Right. And like. There are so many mental battles that you start talking to yourself like, well, you know, I, I want to celebrate. I, I don't I don't want to be like rude. And and what I realized as I did this photo shoot prep, I could either make excuses or I could get results. Those were like mm. the two things that I realized. And it was all my own choices. Like we had other guys start these hard nutrition programs with us. And, and I don't want to be mean to anyone. But after two or three weeks, it was like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm busy. I got a lot going on and I'm saying like, I got three jobs and three kids. Like I have a lot going on. And so you either can make excuses on these things or or you need to say like, this isn't that important to me, right? Rather than blame it on your circumstances. Oh, it's the weekend. Oh, it's my seven, my mother's mother-in-law's 70th. Oh, I don't want to be, that's an excuse. Or you can say, this is really, really important to me. And I am going to do this thing. I mean, Vince, we did weird things to prep for this. I was going tanning, like tanning. Like I had yeah. every reason to be like, this, the- is, <laughs> this is stupid. Like, why are we doing Dude, it? Was, this? It, was, it was really funny. I mean, the stuff that you used to laugh at me for was like you were full, full immersion mm-hmm. around everything. The, yep. the containers, the, uh, the, the tanning was that one got me. Well, you have to, right? And, and you're all, yo, so yesterday before the photo shoot, our brother Michael's the photographer, and he's like, "Bring the baby oil." I saw <laughs> that. Well, you can't go I'm to like, a photo shoot without boy baby oil. Yeah, right. But it's and like the rice cakes. Did you have your rice? I cakes had I, yesterday morning. So, so, so let's talk about you know the photo shoot in general because a lot of people have like you were one of them. It was a weird thing. It's an it's an obsession. It's like, yep. are you are you? Why are you doing this? Is, does your wife approve of this? Uh, you know, is this healthy? So just put in context, you know, there's three peaks 
call them peaks of purpose inside uh, bedrock. It's a 12 month transformation program and talk about why you are doing this in the first place and how it falls in to the 12 month program bedrock. So if anyone decides to enroll, which you should, uh, what they get to look forward to on the final peak, which is uh, months nine, 10, 11, and 12. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think everybody's ready for photo shoot prep in month one. You have to establish some foundational principles, right? You have to train yourself to go to bed early, to wake up early, to have a good morning routine. Um, you know, in the first, in the first uh, phase, and which is what we're about to run right now, 16-week transformation, you can get into really, really, really great shape. But you're not ready, I don't think, mentally to do something that is so extreme as a photo shoot. And so th the hard physical challenge, like the, the really hard thing is in the final phase. Once you've got these habits locked in, once you're eating well, once you're, you know, once you've learned how to track nutrition, once you know your body, once your family sees that you're for real, right? That you're not just like, I'm going to put baby oil all over my body because that's what my coach, like that doesn't make any sense out of context. And so I, I, I wanted to prove that our program works. And so this, I did the whole year alongside our first group of guys. And my hard physical challenge was to, to do this photo shoot. And so that's what I trained for. Yep. Now, the secondary reason that I chose to do the photo shoot for me was very, very personal. And I hate cameras, man. You know, I hate cameras. And I've got an Instagram account, so I, <laughs> I'm on camera. That you don't miss a day on. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty consistent. <laughs> um, but, you know, being on camera means that my face is on camera. And I'm really self-conscious about, I've talked about this many times, about my eye, because I don't see out of one eye. And so I really wanted to choose a challenge that I would be forced to literally look at myself in the mirror. I wanted something that would really put the rest this thing that I'm so insecure about my eye, how my eye looks. Cause I have a, I have a, a, a palsy in my eye, like a, like a lazy eye. And, you know, right before or in the weeks leading up, what caused me as much mental strain as the nutrition was sort of thinking about, I'm going to be on camera. Um, and my eyes, like you can't hide it, right? Like this is, <laughs> this is a photo shoot. This is exactly what this is. And I wanted to put those fears around my insecurities. And I think lots of people have insecurities. Might be your love handles, might be the size of your arms, might be um, you know, your posture, might be how you speak. And for me, it was that physical thing. And so I wanted to choose something, sure, that would let me get ripped, let me conquer my mind. But I really wanted something that would help me attack this insecurity that I've been carrying. I'm 40 years old, man. I needed to challenge it. Yeah, dude. And it's interesting as your brother too, 43 years old, like I always knew that was an issue, but I never knew how much it played an issue, how much it affected you. Um, yeah. And you've been opening up a lot about that too. So this might also be, and I saw you get a lot of positive feedback. I was going to ask that must've felt good to see how people are connecting with you because I can't imagine how many people out there, I didn't know, this is what I'm trying to say. I, I didn't know how much it was affecting you and people aren't sharing their vulnerabilities out there with others to just kind of even help them realize that, hey, you're not alone if you're dealing with something that's creating an insecurity. Maybe they should open up about it too. And maybe this hard challenge is exactly what they need because, hey, now you're gaining comfort in knowing that you're probably comforting a lot of people 
who have something that they feel is uh, holding them back. And heck, if anything, this is this is creating, you know, a new opportunity for you to impact people and inspire people. And it's because you're leading by example. So I think we can really get caught up in our own insecurities to the point where we forget our insecurities can be comfort and support and encouragement for others if we're willing to talk about it and do something to face it, which is what you did. You know what? It's so funny because talking about what you're insecure about with other people living in community is the, is the thing that's helped the most. I mean, Amy said to me, I've been a teacher for 15 years, and she said a few years ago, why don't at the start of every semester, you just say to your class, like, let's take the power away from it. Just say to your class, hey, guys, I'm sure you have observed that uh, my eye wanders a little bit. And just so you know, I, I'm not in any physical pain, but I just wanted to let you know if it wanders a little bit, feel free to ask for clarification about where I'm looking. It's not a problem. So by talking about it over the last few years, I've taken a lot of the power away. Do you, do you know what helped yesterday? I told Ryan and I was like, dude, I'm I'm feeling he's like, how you feeling? I'm like, oh, good, good. Like, you know, the veins were coming out and uh so physically, I was feeling very good, but I was still insecure about this thing. And I said, Ryan, like, do you think that that um, I can go for a run beforehand? And sometimes when I run, some uh, the the blood stimulates my eye. And and so I was like, Ryan, can I go for a run? It might help my, how my eye look. And Ryan goes, Have you ever thought that if you just looked right in the camera exactly as you are, that would be the most badass thing you could possibly do? <laughs> I was like, I read that. Yeah, I was like, no, I had not thought that. And your eye actually looks more straight right now. I don't know if you know. I don't know. Yeah, you're, you maybe you should practice that more. Yeah, you know what? And that's the thing. Like, by talking about it and then sort of acting as if, acting mm. as if you don't have an insecurity, totally was helpful. And then you know, during the shoot itself, I told Mikey, the photographer, Mikey, I can't stand in the bright sun because my eye squints. I can't really get in. I, I can't stare directly at it. And again, because he had that knowledge, because it wasn't like me trying to keep this secret part of myself to myself, we just worked around it. And I think mm -hmm. this is what I see for so many guys. They don't want to talk about the fact that they're in, that they have something they're embarrassed about. Well, yeah, because men aren't supposed to, men aren't supposed to do that or else, you know, you project weakness and it's a real thing. Right. Even as much as you hear guys coming out and saying, no, your weakness is your strength, like guys still don't feel worthy of offering value to others if they have a chink in their armor. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what makes you real. And uh, that's again, yeah, it creates a space for others to share what's going on, helps normalize what's going on. And it then forces them to, after it's normalized, to realize, hey, I've got an awareness. I can't sit in this. I can't let this hold me back and trap me. I think that's what happens. Guys get trapped and then they don't ever discover the truth about it. And they don't see it as an opportunity to train their way into a new level. Mm. So committing to a challenge, right? This is what we were talking about. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. That's what we're challenging. Like this is this you what drove me on those days when I was starving right and exhausted like the last two weeks and actually we're going to give this away as a bonus our our last 12 days like ryan had me eating at 1100 calories two 45 minute cardio sessions a day and i had to run plus weights plus the thousand thousand rep depletion sets he must have really not liked you because he didn't have me do that <laughs> well it worked <laughs>
<laughs> and the baby oil. But but my point is, I knew exactly why I wanted to do it. Right. This. Yeah, I knew why I was going going into this challenge. I I knew what I was fighting for. I knew I was trying to put to rest an insecurity. Well, you you get a new baseline. You get a new baseline of what's possible. It's like seventy five hard. It's a reset, right? It's like going thirty days with no alcohol. You know, it's a, it's going a week without porn. It's 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 cutting uh, some form of vice in your life. You get empowered. You're extremely empowered. When you do a photo shoot, you've never seen veins like this definition. You have this willpower that's been reinforced for an extended period of time. The sky's the limit. That's when you you feel like on top of the world. Wow, if this is what's possible, what's next? And you build off of this new baseline. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing a photo shoot in the first 16 weeks of um, Bedrock, but you will build a better foundation that will give you a new standard expectation of yourself. Your standards are going to go up to a point where you might find yourself doing something in the final four months that you never expected yourself to do. In Adrian's case, it was a photo shoot. In my case, it was running a half marathon in six weeks. I ran a half marathon, the hill, one of the hilliest courses in North America, the uh, Harpeth Funky uh, Monkey in Nashville, Tennessee, one of the hilliest courses in under six weeks of training. And you wonder, huh, maybe I could do this loop again and do a full marathon. Not that day, I couldn't have. Yeah. But that's the goal. That's the whole purpose is to destroy limiting beliefs, to reset standards, and to raise your expectations. And this forces you to lead by example. And this is what you get to look forward to uh, when you come into the program. And what, what happens, especially with firm foundations, the first peak is that you're going to start to eliminate bad habits in the areas of life that are creating the, the most friction and that are stealing the most time, the most energy, the most focus. And we're going to start with the basics. And maybe we talked a bit about that, but um, I want to stay on this photo shoot for a bit. Um, what was the training like? Just kind of give us some quick insights. Uh, who designed the program? What was the nutrition like? Just give us a high level uh, because what a lot of guys don't know when you join Bedrock, you get also access to Coach Ryan Family, who uh, did the one-on-one coaching program with me, uh, a couple of years ago, we had over 600 coaching students. Ryan ran the whole program himself. He is a master at program design, uh, customizing nutrition protocols. He was an educator for Charles Paulquin. So when you come into Bedrock, you're getting access to one of the best program coaches, transformation coaches in the world. You're not just getting access to a coaching program. They're going to help you with your daily habits. So I share all that to give everybody an appreciation of the design of the program and the nutrition protocol. So yeah, just walk us through some of it. Ryan designed it. Ryan designs everything. But Ryan's an exceptional coach. He just believes in people, right? And mm. so when we're on the weekly call, and then we also have a, this is actually funny, we have a, a Telegram channel. It's called Ryan's Pain Cave where guys can post, uh, <laughs> you know, they can post uh, videos. And, and Ryan does Ryan does messages from the throne every morning in his bathroom. Yeah. But it's something inspirational, inspire. Like Ryan is just, awesome yeah. from that level from a from a mindset but then his programs are awesome like he makes you believe in them he sells them when he sends you the program he'll send you a whole debrief that just gets you so excited to do it and you know the protocol like his stuff is so unique you won't see uh you know set rep protocols everything is like where is he coming up with this stuff like i've been working with him for years he's always got a new trick up his sleeve but he makes you believe in why it will work and explains it in such a simple way that makes you just want to execute it so you don't miss out 
on how bad it, how badass it is that he just gave you. That's what I loved. It was mindless, right? I, I was fighting battles around the nutrition, trying to resist like the Oreos and peanut butter, which I'm not resisting today, the day after. But, uh, you know, that's the battle you're fighting with the, with the workout plan. Ryan actually gives it to you every day and he's a bit old school, eh? Like, so you get it like as a PDF, which is linked through our, through the Bedrock app. And so every day you're like, okay, Monday, Monday is this workout, every rep, every set. It's beautiful. We can complement it with our journal, which a lot of the guys like where you're, you know, it's a bit more old school, how we do things in the program. And so Ryan had us doing two upper body, two lower body workouts every week in addition to, you know, 10,000 steps. So it wasn't super complicated, but what made it really enjoyable is that we were alternating weeks. So week one was heavyweight, odd or odd odd numbered weeks were heavyweights, and then even number weeks were were um, hypertrophy supersets. And, and so there was lots of variety, really enjoyed it. He built challenges into the program. Uh, the other guys were doing like, guys would like, you know, cause we were on the same plan. Uh, that's what makes the program really unique. Guys are on the same plan. So, what I was doing on Monday, a guy on the other side of the world was doing on Monday too. And so we trained together. Um, and then the nutrition as when I was about eight weeks out, he cut me big time down to 1460 calories. That was when it really got serious when he's like, okay, we're locking in the nutrition here. And it was very, very difficult at that point. I was eating pretty standard stuff. Like it was just less, less, less low carbs, I ate a lot of my carbs around my training to make sure I was fueled for my workouts. I was eating 170 grams, which is my weight, 170 uh, grams of protein. So nothing like crazy until the last couple of weeks. Then it kind of got really extreme. But um, the training was enjoyable. You know, we had a bunch of guys. We've grown a little community at our gym too, right? Like a number of other guys in in the program work out with us. And so, yeah, that's what we were doing for training. And then I, I, I complimented DeVince because I loved it and was giving me such a – endorphin release with running. I was running a little bit as well. I was running two times a week. Uh, it didn't seem to affect my, my, uh, nutrition. And I was just really enjoying being outdoors, uh, running. So I was, I was running a little bit as well. Instead of all the steps, I, I found I could accumulate them faster and in a more enjoyable way running. So that, that was the training. So we had some killer 1000 rep workouts there too. Those were freaking deadly. Yeah. I can't believe like, Man, then you went off to do two cardio workouts in the same day, but that's it. When when you're committed to the plan, you know, com- I would say commitment unlocks creativity, right? You figure out how to get it done, right? When you have the commitment, you get the clarity. People say, I need clarity on why this works. When you're committed, you don't, you don't ask for the clarity. You just do it. And then you get the clarity after when you see the results. So I, I think that's why doing hard things, um, you know, the per- this podcast is called the value, the, the why hard things are crucial to your life. And I see a lot of people just, they overthink stuff, especially my business coaching clients. And, and they hear me <laughs> rip on them in a loving way, as loving, tough coach Vince does. I let them know that you guys are making this so freaking hard. And I think people do this with their fitness as well. They do it in their relationships. And, and really, it is committing first, clarity comes second. It's committing first, then the creativity to how to do it comes second. So when you're committed, you're going to figure out how to get through those weekends, those thousand rep workouts. You're going to simply do it. And I think that's people have got everything backwards these days. So yeah. um, I want to hear how this all tied into, you know, benefiting the family. I know that's sometimes tough for guys to, to fit in. You know, you got kids, you got leftovers lying around. 
you know, sometimes you're losing your temperament with uh, the kids. And how did that play out? How do you think this is going to help you become a better dad? Well, I would say, number one, when my boys saw the pictures yesterday or saw me even flexing, I got little kids. Every kid wants their dad to be the strongest dad in the, in the playground, right? Like, you think my kids want? You don't think my kids are like pumped up seeing me like jacked lifting like heavy tires. You saw some of those pictures. Like if you guys go to our Instagram right now, we posted some today. I look like a fucking badass. Sorry to draw. I do. I'm 40 years old. Mom looked at the pictures and you know how big Ryan is, right? Ryan is six, five. He's a monster. And mom goes, oh dear, you look like Ryan family. <laughs> right? Like this is, I look really strong. I wanted my boys to see that. What dad doesn't want their kid to see them look really strong? You think I want my kids to see me come home every day and and collapse on the couch? Like like is that the dad that people want like are aspiring to be? The dad at soccer practice who's like, "Oh yeah, coach is keeping them. Oh yeah, oh, come on, kid." Like, "Oh yeah," and, and like like just talk all they can talk about is the the local sports team. Like, I wanted my kids to see me as a strong man. And now I have proof like at age 40 that I was ripped I want my kids to see that I'm strong that was a huge that that to me is a legacy piece second part is you know being fit long term if I can take a big picture here is gonna make it so that I don't become a burden for my family like I if I get if I get ill and and end up in the hospital for something I can't control then you know that's God's will but I'm doing everything I can to be physically fit as ex you know excessively so. I wouldn't even call it excessive. I wouldn't say that being 12% body fat is like excessive. I think that's where most men should be year round. That that's just good. That's just eating well and going to the gym, taking care of yourself. Um, and so I I, I don't want to become a burden. The, the the final piece is I did have to be very careful as my nutrition went low that I didn't get too cranky. Right, I did have to be very aware of that. But as our friend Kyle Carnahan said, that's exactly where you want to be, dads. You want to have your back up against the wall, right? Like if, if you're not, if your back's not against the wall and you're just coasting, then you're not growing. You're not leading anybody. You're just coasting. And so having my back up against yeah. the wall and, you know, Vince, we've got a lot going on in, in this business, in your business, in life. We've got a lot of things going on. So my back's been up against it in a few things, but I, I'm standing and I woke up this morning. Actually, it was even last night when I went out for dinner with mom and dad. I was just like, I feel so empowered. So this morning, I was just like on with the kids. It was Mother's Day this morning. I was just like really present. Like I just felt so empowered as we went bike riding this morning. Like the benefits, not just what they see, but now what they're going to feel because they have an empowered father are 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 worth it, are totally worth it. That said, the piece I would put on, I did have to watch it when I went really low on the nutrition. You know what that's like when you're really down there. Yeah. But again, it was like, what's the alternative? Comfort? Yeah. Coasting? Like, same old, yeah. same old? Like, it's, you know, the number one question I'm getting from my friends is like, what are you going to do next? I'm like, well, we got an eight-week ripped runner yeah. challenge starting, so I'm going to take a day or I, two. I can't stand that. I can't stand that question. Like, they, they just take it away from you as if what yeah. you just did was, yeah. like, what do you mean what am I going to do next? Like, what, why are you asking such a stupid question? What are you going to do now? Unless it's out of genuine curiosity. But I think that comes from you're not going to be able to sustain it. And sure, you have to tweak it. You just say, yeah, we're getting ready for something bigger, better. we got to stabilize the gain so far. But it's this idea that you can't have ongoing success. 
it was like a fluke. It's like you just do these things once in a while. This, uh, to me, that speaks to the whole idea that this can't be a lifestyle. That this can't be something that is just this is the way it is. It's not how. That's the freaking wrong question. What's what's next? It's implying like when you, they ask that question, I know they're probably not doing it at this conscious level, but when someone says what's next, they're asking like how are you going to do the next thing, and they miss the whole freaking point. It's who. It's who. How are you going to do what's next? It's it's not what's next. It's it's just being who I am. If this is who you are, there is never a next because you're just in alignment with who you are. And again, I'm not preaching from a place where I've arrived, but I know that that's what it takes. You just see yourself differently. It's who you become. So who you become is just what do you think is next? The next thing is just continue to be who I am, which is accept more challenges, you know, reflect on it, take a lesson reset the next goal, but this is who I am. So I think a, a lot of people don't get that. It's just, they think that this is just uh, something, a how process, and then it stops. It's like, no, these hows lead to who's. Well, what do I and, say to the boys, right? If like, if now what I put on, I put 20 pounds back on and start yeah, like, this, you, like, like, is that, good, is that, is that, is that, is that what yeah, I'm doing next? So no. Daddy's gonna, no, daddy's going to stabilize it. Daddy's going to stabilize it. You got to stabilize the gains. Now what does stabilize mean, dad? Well, we drop down calories. The body is very susceptible to weight gain right now. So we have to do what's called a reverse taper. What's a reverse taper, dad? Well, we're going to slowly introduce calories, bring the metabolism up gradually, reintroduce some carbs at a gradual weight, primarily around training time. So they're absorbed into the muscles utilized for harder workouts and to protect loss of muscle mass. And they go, oh my goodness, this sounds fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, there is a process to the next level. But who you are remains. I think that's what people are missing, these hard things. Like it's not, oh, how do you do a cold shower? You don't get it. A whole cold shower is just who I am. It's it's not a cold shower. It's just I look for things that make life harder. Yeah. Uh, because when I intentionally do that, then when I actually face a hard thing, I've prepared myself. That's why, you know, somebody gets knocked down, they get knocked down so hard. Not that life doesn't knock you down, but they just get so easily defeated. And now with these hard things, life doesn't easily defeat you because you're always in the arena. You're always in preparation. So yeah. I think it's it's a different way of life. And uh, if some people just, the people who ask those questions won't even get it. If you but, try to explain it to you them, know what? you just don't get it. You have, to, you have to embrace, you have to embrace challenge, right? You have to see like opportunity because how you do anything is how you do everything, right? And And if you look for challenge in the physical world, that's what this photo shoot was. It means that I'm willing to accept challenges in all capacity in my life, in my in my work, in my marriage, in my parenting, in, in, in what time I go to bed and what time I wake up. You become, as you just said really well, a different kind of person. Um, that might be a great, I mean, you know, it's funny, as a last point, we woke up this morning and I've been talking with my kids about we're going to do this long bike ride, right? Let's do this long bike ride. Uh, it's a 60 kilometer bike ride from here to Burlington. It's this great ride along the lakeshore. And I've been humming and hawing a bit. And then I showed the boys my photos this morning and they're like, okay, daddy, when are we doing that bike ride? And so we picked a date, right? We're going to do it on June 4th and me embracing challenge for my own self modeled to them. Yeah. We want to do that too. So if you're a dad and sometimes I think Vince, people think that like doing this kind of thing is selfish. It's vain. It's like, okay, look at the baby oil. Like, oh, look at the lighting, blah, blah, blah. It's not. It's modeling what a disciplined, fit, 
intentional leader of your home ought to be. And so, you know, as we wrap up here, we're about to run this 16-week challenge. It's going to start on May 29th. Uh, two big focuses, conquering your day and building your body. And those go together. You can't just say, I'm going to get really in great shape. You have to work it around the rest of your life, your morning, your routine. Um, and so we would just love to invite people into that challenge. 16 weeks, join with yeah. us. Um that's the, that's the secret, actually, doing it with a community of like-minded men. And the end goal is not actually what you get. As Vince said, the end goal is who you become. Vince, if someone were like listening to this and their hesitation would be like, I don't know, not the right time right now. I don't know. What would you say? What the frick does readiness have to do with anything in life? <laughs> I, I'm sick and tired of this question, honestly. Like, you know, you and I, you know, were you ready to do this podcast today? No, we could have spent another two hours preparing for this podcast. Were you ready for the photo shoot? No, you could have spent another four hours. Was I ready to launch my business? No. Was I ready to get married? No, I knew Flavia for six freaking months and put a ring on her finger. Like, you were you ready to have kids? No. Were you ready to become a teacher? No. Like, name one area in your life that you were ready for before you did. I don't understand this concept called ready. What the hell does readiness have to do with success? So I think people need to understand that. If you need readiness, uh, perfect conditions, if you will, to be successful, then you're, you know what, you're effed because life is never perfect. So if you need perfect conditions to be successful, then what happens when you're on the journey, conditions become imperfect. You're screwed because you never mm -hmm. learned how to deal with what's being perceived as something uh, imperfect as actually perfect. It's perfect. Imperfect is perfect because it's setting you up to Keep the gains that you get because it's forcing you to become a new person. So if someone's not ready, that's the exact reason why they need to do this right now. You have to become relentless, resilient, resourceful. You have to become a different person in order to make this work. That's the entire point. The best time to start a program is when you are in the most unprepared state of your life because... That's when transformation happens from old to new. So if you don't have the money to join a coaching program, this is the time to join because you're going to be forced to get resourceful, right? Money's not just going to appear out of thin, thin air. Your wife just had a baby. Perfect. Do it now. Figure out when to do the workouts, when the kid's sleeping or when she's sleeping. You're going to be forced to become the best version of yourself when you're forced to face uncharted territory. That's the whole point of transformation. So you just have to, it's called a reframe. Mm. You have to reframe this. If people are like, oh, I can't do this uh, right now because no, this is why you need to do this right now. Because if you don't do this right now, then you're never going to do it because these conditions won't change unless you actually change. Yeah. And you know, I have, I have battled with some of this like extreme stuff, what I would call extreme uh, some of these nutritional strategies, what I would have called extreme baby oil. We keep coming back to the baby oil, but I would say it is 100% worth it to achieve that mental mastery, to achieve, to, to look in the camera and know that I'm a badass, that I've overconquered my insecurity, that I've, that I've beat the circumstances of my, my kids eating these certain foods, that I have a busy life, blah, 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 blah. To choose something that was hard and a challenge and overcome it, I have video and photo evidence that I did it, that I beat it, that I'm strong enough to do it. And I think anyone listening, I would love to take that 
journey. Vince and I would love to take that journey with you. And so you can click the link, link in the bio, and um, we would love to get started with you. Vince, give us a final thought. Let's go, my friend. No more thinking. It's time to take massive action, man. Time is ticking. It's almost summertime, and you put this protocol into place. I think, um, you know, what you said, Agent, you have to have a vision for your life, right? You said that before we started recording. You have to know where you want to be in 12 months from now. You have to have that vision of a preferred future physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And when you get that clarity of who you want to be, you got to say, this is going to be a good solid 12 months. And now we get into the plan. We stick to the plan. We got the plan. The plan works, right? Mm -hmm. The only thing that you're missing is the accountability, the community, the support, the check-ins to ensure you're on track. But when you fall off track, we'll be there to get you back on track. You need other men that you don't want to disappoint. So uh, we're really looking forward to helping you put in these daily habits, winning your morning, winning the night, building in disciplines around your nutrition, your training, your steps. This is that like firm foundations of just a rock solid bedrock life. So this program's changed my life. It's changed Adrian's life. It's changing tons of our students' lives. So uh, enrollment's open and we'll be uh, looking forward to supporting and serving your journey. So check the link in the bio and uh, it's a no brainer investment. And we look forward to doing this journey and work together. Ciao, ciao.